You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. Welcome, everybody, to my new and improved podcast, Twice as New with More Crystals for Cleaner Washing. Anyways, welcome, everybody, to the Homeboy 88 Experience. And why do I call it Experience? Am I copying Joe Rogan? No, I don't think so. Because you know what? It's more than a podcast to me. It's more than a show, which I try to put on a show for everybody. It's going to be an experience because... I'm going to have solo shows. I'm going to have shows with my buddies, interviews, try to get some cool interviews for everybody. Uh, Hip Hop 101 is going to continue, talk about video games, etc., etc. And I think for the first episode, I'm going to throw on some bone thugs and harmony because I'll tell you, this group right here has not only come up in the news recently, they're fucking legends. They're legends in hip hop. And if you have time, go check out Busy Bone. He tells stories on YouTube and Lazy Bone, all his interviews. It's just got me pumped up listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hip Hop 101 featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, in 1991, Five Two Thugs from the Double Glock. Coming out of Cleveland, Ohio, formed a legendary hip-hop group, Lazy, Crazy, Busy, Wishing Flesh, otherwise known as Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. What a unique hip-hop group, which to this day nobody has put out an album using their fucking style. And, uh, well, according to Busy Bone, before he joined the group with the original members Lazy Bone and Crazy Bone... He was selling dope for his for his dad, and um, he was running around, and um, the dad actually was uh, friends with Lazy's mom, quote-unquote friends, I don't know what that means, and said, hey, uh, Lazy's mom told, told Busybone, hey, my son looks like you, and he also raps. So, you know, if you want to um, go hang out with him. So Busybone, you know, he wrote up a rap, and he, le- he left it on Lazybone's bed, and I mean, that, he got in right there. And I guess if you talk about the two original members to this group, it was all it was always Lazy Bone and Crazy Bone. They were best buddies in high school, fucking ride or die, and they would always be rapping in class, break, lunch, after school, and people wanted to rap with them and shit. So, like I said, Busy Bone joined. Wishbone, you know, was their friend. He joined and Flesh and Bone. And they formed a crew. And they called themselves the Band-Aid Boys at first. Band-Aid Boys? Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. But later changed it to Bone. Which, I'm going to tell you guys, nobody fucking knows what this stands for. It's actually an acronym. So, you guys ready? I'm going to unveil it right now. The Bone actually stands for Beating on N-Words Every Day. I mean, that's a deep, deep secret that uh, was in their liner notes off their 1991 independent album, Faces of Death, but we'll get there. Yeah, man. So these guys lived in the neighborhood around East 1999th Street and St. Clair Avenue, which, you know, they say all over their songs. And uh, I guess shit was crazy. Apparently, 
There were drugs, yes, but something uh, had hit the streets over there. It was called zombie water. Embalming fluid from funeral homes. You know, uh, leak leak. If you heard of Cage and all that shit in New York, I guess that was a big thing around that, that time. And apparently, it makes you strong as a fucking bull. And if you're already strong, it made you into a fucking monster. So they wanted to escape all that shit. And they wanted to rap and get the fuck out. So somehow they got, you know, the number to Ruthless Records and a couple other uh, major uh, record labels numbers. And they were busting some rhymes over the phone. And the person on the phone uh, for Ruthless Records said, God damn, Easy e would love you guys. So, you know, come to Ruthless Records offices and uh, rap for him. So they all gathered their money, except for Flesh and Bone, who was uh, in college at the time because he was a badass basketball star in high school. And they all took a bus to L.A. And they're literally homeless um, for about three months, but they're going to Ruthless Records. I guess Easy was busy. He wasn't there. And they're getting the runaround. And after being in L.A. for about three months... They hear that Easy e is going to have a fucking concert. Guess where? In Cleveland, where they're from. Are you fucking kidding me? But yeah, so they call their families and they get the, their families to Western Union uh, them some money so they can get a trip back home. So now they're in Cleveland. They go to the show and somehow they get backstage and Crazy Bone, he busts out a badass rap, Bone Thug style to Easy e and Easy e says... Go to L.A. I mean, what the fuck? Can you believe that shit? And uh, I'm going to sign you and house you guys. And you know what? They went back to L.A. and he actually kept his word. He did. But here's the thing. So remember the Faces of Death CD I said? So when they're in Cleveland, they hooked up with a guy who owned the video store, I think, and, um, and a recording studio. And they recorded an album called Faces of Death. You know, an indie hip-hop album that they released. But, and it got released later when they were famous and I actually bought it. And it was, it's a pretty cool album. It's not that great because that style, it was like straight hip hop. But with a little bit of that Bone Thug style, they're, they're, uh, well, especially Crazy Bone. That's what he spit the Easy e And that is what Easy e liked, that kind of style. So, you know, it was Crazy Bone that said, you know what? That style got assigned. Fuck it. Every song is going to be like that. And guess what? They all learned how to do it. That's fucking insane because you know what? If I got if I had a style like that and I tried try to teach my friends, I don't know if they could fucking learn it and do it. It's kind of a tricky style, you know. And their song format is different too. You know, it's like verse, verse, chorus, verse, verse, bridge, chorus instead of the typical verse, chorus, verse chorus bridge whatever right so easy e told them they sounded like thugs that are in harmony and that that should be their name thugs in harmony and said that's your new name but you know they really wanted to keep that bone so they put it together and they became bone thugs in harmony and on uh june 21st 1994 they released creeping on the come up an eight song ep and for the first time I heard these guys, I was driving home from work and I hear, It's the Tiger Shrugger Spoon! It's the Tiger Shrugger Spoon! 
I was like, what the fuck is this? It's, I've never heard anything like it since now or since then. And it was like a month and a half before the album came out and they bought the cassette single and it had For the Love of Money and the instrumental of that. And the Thuggish Ruggish Bone hits number 22 on the Billboard charts and number 2 on the Hot Rap Tracks. After that Smash EP was released, Bone Thugs and DJ Unique who created that spooky, eerie bone sound. And he used that to create the East 1999 Eternal, right? All the beats are so fucking dope on that. In my opinion, it's my uh, in my top 10 albums of all time. And I played my original tape so much that that fucking shit wore out and broke, man. And what a shame because it had the original Crossroads songs, you know? You know, the one that went, And even though you're gone, you still got love from bone and all that bullshit, right? It didn't have the, meet you at the crossroads. Which, in my opinion, that fucking song is good, but it got played so much that I skip it when I get to that fucking song on the album. But East 1999 is one of those albums that will suck you in a hole, man. And all other hip-hop doesn't sound like it, so you end up just listening to Bone Thugs until you put it away. So only listen to like little spurts. Because you'll get sucked into that fucking hole. I did man. And recently uh, preparing for the show. That's all I was listening to. But I got out of it. East 1999 has 17 tracks. And it's like. Uh, and like it has two halves of the album. It's long. But it's great. And it takes you like on a ride. Like it's a movie. And um Later, they do the Art of War CD. That's a double album. and uh, But, you know, they never really captured that sound of the first two albums, in my opinion. But I think uh, the Art of War is enjoyable. It has a lot of cool tracks on there, too. But they kind of, like, were switching their style from fucking, I don't even know how to call it, horror rap or something like that. Eerie rap. Fucking dope-ass shit to more sing-songy. Fucking actual Thugs and Harmony kind of shit. But I still love these guys, you know. And um, I would uh, ride my car to uh, to the mall and take my brother. My brother-in-laws, we'd listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony. And, you know, at the beginning, we didn't know what the fuck. We didn't know their names. So I'd be like, man, the fucking deep voice guy is awesome. Oh, man, the high-pitched guy is fucking good, too. But then, you know, I become a super fan, like everybody uh, that loves Bone Thugs, shit. People getting Bone Thugs tattoos on them and stuff, and uh, shit. I even learned their aliases, like Little Ripster, Mr. Sawed Off Leatherface, who he has a fucking cool-ass uh, album that I bought. Uh, Straight Jacket, which is Wishbone. Number One Assassin, right? And uh, Fifth Dog, which is Flesh and Bone. And I gotta be honest, Crossroads, the remix was so huge, and DJ Unique won a Grammy for producing it, but man, I don't think that's their legacy. I think their legacy is creeping on a come up, and definitely East 1999. And you know what, everybody, when I do these Hip Hop 101 things, I do like to start at the beginning of these guys' career, uh, when they do a spotlight about it. I don't know, I just like the fucking journey, right? From when they weren't famous to when they hit when they hit it really, really big. 
And I'm going to leave you guys with uh, one of my favorite tracks off the East 1999 album. And leading in with Mr. Ouija's probably already going right now. Here it is. Here's Bone, Thugs and Harmony with Mo Murder, Mo Murder, Come Again. And joining me right now is my co-host, Brandon. Welcome, Brandon. And we're going to talk about Bone, Thugs and Harmony. This is going to be the extended edition of what I've done. So um, tell everybody what you were telling me earlier about Bone Thugs, your your history with Bone Thugs and Harmony, brother. Oh, well, it's one of the – well, then thank you for having me on, homeboy. It's good to be here. Uh, they're really one of the greatest groups, probably the greatest hip hop group ever. Uh, and one of my personal favorites, I mean, and it goes back, you can go all the way back to the first CD. So the first CD player I ever got, like, you know, like a little Sony one piece or whatever, I didn't uh-huh. upgrade to the three piece stereos. Uh, remember the three, it, oh yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. stereo with the two detachable speakers that say, you know, you yeah. were G. Uh, but no, this is way back, like, you know, early 90s. I got my first little boom CD box. player. Yeah, little boombox. My dad, it was for Christmas, and I got three CDs. And one of them was Aaliyah, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Mm-hmm. One was, uh, you know, oddly enough, it might have been an R. Kelly CD. And then, but the third was Bone Thugs, East 1999. So, I mean, from the beginning, you know, it was it was great. They're great. I mean, what a what an introduction, man! East nineteen ninety nine is honestly for me that's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's it's probably sure. my top ten, and yeah. here's why: like for me, that album I hit start right, and it's like a it's like a movie for me. It's yeah. uh, and it's so long. I I don't even know how many songs are on there. It could have been a double disc. They they fit like sixteen songs on that album. Yeah. And, when I hit start and it went to the end, you know, I restarted it again all, uh, a bunch of times. Not gonna be. I got. I gotta admit, I still don't know all the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know if they know all the lyrics, dude. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, I no, I seriously wonder that. Especially, uh, let's say, if in this, I guess, could go for anybody. Let's say you freestyle a lyric. You know, in the in the booth, and it's it's great, and you actually and it and you drop it and it prints or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and then the, the people demand that you know in concert. I mean, so you're gonna have to go back and memorize. They would have to go back and memorize it, right? No, I think they do know the lyrics. I mean, we're we're joking right now. They know the lyrics, and actually, uh, I I was listening to about ten hours. You said today you're you're listening to like ten hours of uh, serial killer stuff. Well, I, yeah, breaking news, you know. Yeah, yeah, breaking news. We won't go into that, but I was listening to ten hours of Bone Thug interviews. You know, nice. Just, just wow. listening. You go into that rabbit hole, and because I really wanted to know how the the style all started, and it started yeah. with cra- Crazy Bone. Apparently, yeah. he heard a Big Daddy Kane song where at the beginning he raps like that fast. Yeah. But then, but then he didn't keep it up. So his thought was, wouldn't it be dope as if in t- the entire song, I just kept it going? So he wrote a rhyme. And uh, that rhyme ended up on uh, their album called Faces of Death, an mm-hmm. independent album before yeah. Creeping on a Come Up, 
before yeah. East 1999. But yeah. here's the here's the fucking cool thing. Uh, Him and his homies and 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 family members and shit. Bone yeah. Thugs and Harmony. They all learned how to fucking do it, bro. Really? I mean, well, could yeah. I get? Uh, I mean, we'll just say coworkers. Could I get five, <laughs> four other coworkers and say, you know what, I'm gonna rap like this, and 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 you guys copy me? How impossible <laughs> is that? But they did it, man. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's well, you know, they had a good and uh, crazy bone. You know, you lead the way. Yeah, they had a really good instructor. He's awesome, yeah. you know. That's cool. You know, you think about that, it's like the fact that they all got together. They were all there at the same time, you know? The same thing yeah. with all these groups, that they happen to all just be there and meet at the same time. It's pretty amazing, you know? It was, it was as if it was meant to happen, because, um, I mean, I didn't put this in the... But I'll add this. So, I guess um, Lazy Bone and Flesh and Bone are brothers. Flesh, okay. and, Bo- Flesh and Bone's the older brother, uh-huh. Lazy Bone. Lazy Bone was best friends the crazy with Crazy Bone in school. Uh-huh. And so they rapped together. And then Crazy Bone, check this out, and uh, we'll move on from this. Crazy Bone had a class with Flesh and Bone, the older uh-huh. brother, and said, hey, you beatbox too? My best friend beatbox, let's get together and you guys could have like a beatbox off, like a That's competition. Awesome. Uh-huh. And we brought them together that's my little brother, man. <laughs> and then from there, the three, uh, and then they brought in their cousin, uh, Flesh and Bone's cousin, uh, Lazy Boo cousin, uh, Wishbone. Uh-huh. And after that, it was busy to round it off. So it was like, they, and they're, they're like 13, 14 years old. Bro. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know, they just clicked up and uh, yeah. they, they probably knew it. They had something from the beginning, you know? Yeah. You know, that's, that's great. But we're talking about, and I, I want to get into the art of war because, uh, yeah, I talked about Creeping on a Come Up and East 1999, but I went back and listened to the art of war. And at first when I, when I bought the album, I'm a big bone fan. Yeah. I was, I was like, um, God, this doesn't sound like the other two albums. I was a little disappointed, but you know what grew on me? And fuck, man, we're just listening to Look Into My Eyes. I mean, what a great song. How good is that fucking song, Brandon? It was so good they used it in a Batman movie, dude. It was that good, man. It was that good. They had a Bone Thugs song in a Batman movie. It was was beyond. And that was, I think that was actually their first double album. I don't think East 99 was a double. I could be wrong. No. Guard of War definitely was, right? Yeah, Tupac came out with the All Eyes on Me double album, and then everybody wanted to do a double yeah. album. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that album too, um, from start to finish, there's some that I skip, uh-huh. like Family Tree, <laughs> whatever. But uh, most of them, dude, and some of them, some of them actually, like on this too, were supposed to be on East 1999. They were written for that one. Uh-huh. And it and it sounds like it. It's uh Whom Die They Lie. Oh that was I, I don't, to be... Well, you it, know, it, probably it, it has that out. vibe. It has that yeah. eerie vibe. So those the, like Yeah, the scary song. I love how hip hop used to be kind of scary, even like uh I think the actual the instrument is I don't know if it's a harpsichord or something like that, but even uh-huh. that little woo 
There's a yeah. scary element to it. But that's what I loved. I think that's what attracted me to them early on. Yeah. Because, you know, growing up, I mean, I was right in the thick of the East Coast, West Coast beef. Uh, and, uh, you know, it produced, I, I just, I, I think West Coast hip hop is the greatest, you know, and I know it's a right. nostalgic thing, but it's so great, dude. And you can still, it still makes you smile and want to dance and move and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I always felt they had that kind of like that West Coast sound. Well, even though you know they were like an East Coast East Coast guys, you know. Well, funny thing is that uh, good thing you brought that up is when they went out to L.A. with Easy and they got signed yeah. by him and everything. Uh, Easy's one of Easy's producers was DJ Unique, the yeah. guy that did all the beats for them on the first yeah. three albums. I don't know on the third album they might have used somebody else too, like here and uh-huh. there, but the first two. That horror rap, that eerie yeah. rap yeah. style, he was playing them West Coast beats, like yeah. Easy E beats. Yeah, the crazy bone is shaking his head, like, "Nah, bro, we're uh-huh. not gonna <laughs> rhyme. We're not gonna rhyme over today was a good day. You know, we're not gonna <laughs> yeah. rhyme over that kind of beat." And actually, he did that beat. Today was a good day. DJ Unique. <laughs> so. You're like not nothing like that. So he kept playing them different out different beats. And when it went to that spooky, eerie shit, yeah, he goes, That's what we want. That's <laughs> the set, that's our sound. So Crazy Bone, who came up with the flow, yeah, came up with the fucking sound, basically. Yeah. That that guy, dude. It's he's the man. He's the man, bro. I mean, Absolutely. he was the mastermind. Yeah. Naturally. Actually, Flesh and Bone, I heard an interview with him recently where he was mad at him. He's like, you're the leader, bro. <laughs> but you don't want to, you act like you're not the leader, but you're the fucking leader. Mm, you know? mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he was kind of like big brothering him, telling him, just step up. You you were always been the leader of Bone Thugs. Yeah. And it's no shame in that, you know? Yeah. Well, he never he never took that that role, that position or anything like that, really. You know what I heard? I don't know if it's true or not. I heard that in the first two albums, he wrote uh-huh. most of the lyrics. Wow. Yeah. So, so he is. He, he, he kind of is bone thugs. <laughs> he nah, kind of They're so unique with their harmonies. The fact that they can oh, harmonize, yeah. you know, that was, they were just so different for the time, you know? like Because yeah. what were the other, what, the only thing you could compare them to was Voice to Men, and that was even a completely different genre. There really wasn't. Right. Every kind of group was all kind of R and B, you know. Well, the, like I said, like the Art of War, the they kind of went into that sing songy more, uh, <laughs> less horror rap, and like the song we're talking about, "Look Into My oh, Eyes and Tell Me," dude, what a dope fucking hook is that, bro? Come yeah, on, bro, yeah. and they're singing that, yeah. and that was that was actually, and I want you to speak on this. On East 1999, the original one, I had the original tape, cassette tape. Oh, wow. So, so on the original album was the origin, original Crossroads. I don't know if you knew there was an original I, Crossroads. I didn't. Well, you know what? I have since heard it. But, like, at the time, because when Crossroads came out, yeah. that was a monster jam. You yeah. remember just how big that song was? Oh, fuck. It was playing all day dude everywhere on the hour every hour you know yeah Um, but uh 
in fact, it was so big. I remember, and this was the early internet days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like my best friend's birthday. So I got him like a baseball hat for his birthday. And because we loved that song so much and we just didn't know what they were saying in over half the song, mm-hmm. I somehow like went to school and got on that one computer in the whole school with the internet and was able to print the lyrics. And I actually gave him a printed piece of paper with Bone Thug lyrics as a birthday present because, you know, yeah. it was such a valued thing. But, um, I've heard the original version, but I didn't know that it was released on some versions of East 1999. I never knew that. That's cool. Yeah, no, it was on the uh, it was on the original uh, East 1999 when they first pressed it. Yeah, and it was it was there for like a year, and mm-hmm. then uh, when they got big, they released first of the month. That was their first single, and that was that that was huge. That was huge too. Uh, easy, easy, easy. E died. Mm-hmm. And they all got together and said, "You know what? We should remix Crossroads for Easy." Ah, uh, yeah. So they went back instead of because the original one, I would like to play it, but I can't because it... yeah, because the man. <laughs> the original one was, and even though you're gone, you still got love from bound, and I'll meet Ooh, like you at the, the crossroads. crossroads. That was the original one. You won't be lonely. Yeah, the second one. Oh, that was just the remix, huh? Yeah, the the second one was yeah. Meet You at the Crossroads, so you won't be lonely. But the original was different. It it I'm not gonna lie, it fit more the album a little yeah. bit. Okay. I think I have heard it. Uh, I'll go back and listen to it. A little more scary. Uh yeah. <laughs> How old were you when uh, you got that album? Again? Well, when did it? When did it, when did do we know off the top of our head when it was released? It was uh, released in ninety four. Ninety four. So I was ten years old, dude. That's yes. why you thought it was scary, bro. Yeah, of course. I was because you're listening. Because you're listening to, you're listening to fucking Ouija. Are you with me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That it, you know, I was in, and I. You know, I'm, I have my little headphones and like I'm sure of all course, Christmas break, I get I it. Listening to it, you know. Of course, when I was a little kid, there was a couple of songs that used to scare the shit out of me. I could imagine mm-hmm. being ten and listening to "Mo Murder Killer." Yeah, <laughs> it was scary, dude. Hey, imagine when I was a few years older and listened to the Little Kill album. So you know, there you go. Oh my god. Uh, let's let's just say you feel music, right? So. Like, what do you think? You said they're the greatest rap group of all time. What What would you, I don't want to stir controversy, but what would you say to people that say Wu-Tang is they're, they're the greatest? A great group, but I think, like, you know, just for, I mean, they're so original. Their, their harmonies alone, you know, mm-hmm. what they do on that. Um, I haven't heard anybody else, and I, I'm not a, I'm not an expert and I don't go searching out uh, a lot of things. Um, but to hear something, to hear a, a group do it like that on that level for this long is, it's incredible, you know? Oh yeah. And you know and what I so heard? Fast too. The speed is amazing. I heard, don't quote me on this, but there is a video on YouTube which says that lazy bone was doing an interview with, and he said, Dr. Dre, uh, wants to get DG and Eek and somebody else to produce their last album, and they're all they want to all want to get together, 
Dre, yeah. Unique, and I forgot the other producer. And they want to create a classic, bro. Like That'd just straight up. Every song is fire. Dude, if they did that, bro, That'd and ended amazing. their career like that, last yeah. album, That'd oh my great. God. Okay, I don't want to get controversial either, but I'm just thinking this. You know, you know, Wu-Tang, not to take anything away from Wu-Tang, but what really kind of is they got better marketing. You know, they got a cool symbol. Yeah. Um, and they're like, that's like, they were always like the cool kids. Like the cool kids were into Wu-Tang, you know? It's right. like, you know, like Bone Thugs are kind of for us, like the Goonie generation. Like, you know, like we're kind of like everyone, everyone could get behind Bone Thugs, you know? Like Wu-Tang was for the cool kids. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. Well, actually, um, Bone Thugs, I mean, you were 10 years old, so you don't really, you weren't really, you know, watching the game. Yeah. The fandom of Bone Thugs was so huge. People were getting tattoos of Bone Thugs and Harmony. A bunch of people. It was huge. I, I don't know. Trust me. They're still, they're, they still got a, they still got a career, you know, so. It, Oh yeah, they're legends. Uh, yeah, somebody called them legend, the legends of legends, or something like that. It's uh, and I nobody, nobody has a bad word to say about them. Mm. And and that's awesome. And maybe they're going back, and uh, maybe they didn't understand it at the beginning. But people like uh, Willie D from uh, the Ghetto Boys, who interviewed Crazy Bone, said at the beginning, I didn't understand what the hell you guys are saying. <laughs> but you know what you guys are legends bro like there's yeah. there's no denying and there's groups that i don't even want to bring them up but like the migos mm-hmm. you ever heard of these guys the migos i've heard of them the migos said and i quote and bone got mad at them the migos said we're the greatest rap group of all time are those the new kids they're the new new they're a lot of people say they're a, they're a ripoff of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Are you talking about the group with the artist Migos as part of the group? Um, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Listen, I, I'm I'm an old man too, so I couldn't. I don't know the name of the group. I do know this, that there is an artist named Migos, and he's part okay. of a group. Oh. So, but they're the point is they're running their mouth saying they're the greatest ever, right? Ah, you know, <laughs> and lazy bone, lazy bone said, "This is BS, man." Bull- was, yeah, exactly. It's just these these youngsters. They, you know, I heard a youngster saying Tupac wasn't that great either, like a young rapper. This was uh, like a couple years ago. They're disrespectful. They're, they're, you know, they're full of they're full of themselves, and they're just trying to make headlines. They don't know, and they and nobody will know them in a couple years. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. In how many years has it been? 94, 2004. Man, what is that? 20 years? Well, let's see. You got to go backwards. And now I'm not good at math, but because, I do it in 10s. Yeah, it's almost 20 years, right? So that's 30 years. 30 years? So oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm old, bro. 30 years. Oh my no. God. Dude, 10 so, years ago, it's still the 80s in my head. So in 30 years, will those guys, you know, have as many hits and, and yeah, albums? No, no way, on. man. No way. no way. Oh, my God. Not bro. a chance. Oh, speaking of, like, that generation, um, I will say this. I also, talking about Bone Thugs, I think that they're, 
their song with uh, Biggie, Notorious Thugs. Yeah. I think that's an example of a damn near perfect hip hop song. That and just no damn near perfect song. Period. Yeah, it's really that's good. That's a great song, man. It's crazy how somebody would want them on their song, and then they go in there, they write the lyrics for it, they 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 write the hook, and it's like. Because cause the story behind that is that, you know, Tupac was dead. He 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 had died. They killed him. Mm-hmm. And um, Biggie was still alive. And uh, Tupac had done, you know, the song with um, with Bone Thugs on our Art of War. So yeah, Big, that's right. Biggie, Biggie wanted a song with them. He uh, thought they were dope, too. Everybody thought mm-hmm. they were fucking dope. Of course. So Puffy and Biggie reached out to Bone. They said, hey, would you mind doing a song with us? You know, like for sure, man. Mm-hmm. So they came out. They they came up with Notorious Thugs, and fuck, bro, dude. I, I hate to say it, and you hate to say it, but it's a better song than the Tupac one. Oh yeah, it, it is. It's a perfect song, dude. Yeah. Um, well, you know, even at the time, because I was so young, I was absolutely one sided in the whole East Coast West Coast thing. It was, it mm-hmm. was. Like I was admittedly like, oh fuck the East Coast, fuck, fuck Biggie and all that. And I've obviously, I've grown up since right. then. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm at the point now where Pac is still my favorite rapper of all time, and will be, I'm sure. Uh, but I could probably even say that Biggie was a, probably a better lyricist. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to compare. It's like the Jordan LeBron comparison. It's hard to compare. You know, they're both just legends in their own right. You know. Oh, I'm gonna re-release my Tupac episode, and at the end, you're you're gonna be on it. Then, if he's your favorite artist, all, all time, because he he's my favorite artist. I think. Uh, for, he's for yeah, absolutely, man. Nobody's uh, influenced me more. And you want to talk about perfect song? Now it's not a perfect album, but damn near. I think All Eyes on Me is yeah. damn near a perfect album for him. I agree. I agree. Uh I was just listening to Hearts of Men earlier mm-hmm. today. Um I mean, uh, it's one of those where almost every song on there is yeah. a great is a great song. Double, double album and what's yeah. the filler? But anyways, uh we're on to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait on we're, that. I mean their later stuff, dude. I went through their discography. They have so many albums. They just kept um, releasing them, huh? They just kept releasing albums that I couldn't keep up with it, man. Like, uh, yeah, I had to move on, man. Because once I you get, get into it, a bone hole, like a, a bone oh, thugs and harmony rabbit hole, oh, yeah, okay. bone thugs, bone thugs and harmony rabbit hole. It's hard yeah. to get out of. It's hard to get out of because that's listen. all you want to listen to. Homeboy, I, you you dragged <laughs> me down this bone hole. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minutes now. Uh, no, but it, it's cold. it's if you listen to like the first two albums, then you listen to Art of War. It, it's hard to get that to go back yeah. to other hip hop. I did that like when they're you know popular, and I was like, damn, I got to start listening to other hip hop again. What the hell? Man, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good. That's it was a good, consuming. No, that's good music right there when it hooks you like that. You know. Yeah. And so you know that they're they're more than just a flash in the pan. They are legends, you know. Anyways, uh, I'm going to show you something. You right. uh, 
just uh, give some more points on uh, bone thugs. I'm, I'm gonna get something right now. Yeah, I'll just enjoy my time here in the bone hole. And uh, well, homeboy can't even hear me right now because he took off the the headphones. But uh, you know, not to be controversial, but they really might be one of the greatest bands uh, or groups ever. You know, I'm just reiterating the point that I was right, right homeboy. Yeah, look I what I, dropped, I got, I, old I man. I oh, found well. my my CD. Uh, you know, when you put it in the folders. Yeah. Oh, you can't really hold, see it here. No, yeah, hold it. But like I got because the zoom is messing it up a little. Yeah, bit. I know, I know. There, oh, I have Easy E here, dude. but I got uh, I got all the albums right here, and I got Bone Thug somewhere. Dude, I would kill for my original. Wallet. Oh, here it is. There's creeping on a come up. Uh, there's there's East 1999 nice. with, the, with the discs attached. Chill, and then, oh shoot, there's Art of War. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Double disc. Also, Busy Bones album, Heavens. Oh, this is what a I good remember fun. that. I it's remember called, that album. Dude. Called Heavens Movie. And a very um, time in my life. upstairs, I got a. A really obscure album from Crazy Bone. It was called um, Leatherface, like the underground classics or some shit like that. Yeah. Where, um, and they, I mean, and they tore up until COVID at least, they toured it. There's a little theater near where we are that, I mean, they yeah. went through like once a month, it seemed like, you know? Yeah, and they also did the verses with the uh, Three Six Mafia. Mm hmm. So yeah, they're, they're legends. Um, yeah. Hey, is that a uh, is that a four disc CD wallet you were just holding up? Oh, yeah, like it's four, more than four, that. On, on one, pa- I mean, on one page. Oh, two, two. Eey. Case logic. He, he, of course, case, case logic. logic. <laughs> if you didn't have case logic, you didn't have shit. Um, <laughs> and then it was a, that was a status symbol. Your CD wallet, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. how big was it? How many well, did it hold? Yeah, it has a, all the Tupac CDs in here too. That was yeah. like, this was like my favorite one. I don't know why why it was here, but I saw it and I said, "Oh man, let me show." And you um, know, I'm not bullshitting, guys. I'm the biggest fucking Bone Thugs fan, you know, and Tupac fan. But yeah, anyways, well, man, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. You know, thank you, Brandon, for yeah, coming pleasure, on and yeah, and uh, wrapping up this extended. Anytime, anytime you want to take me into the bone hole, homie, I'm. I'm... <laughs> extended uh on board we're gonna end it and uh you know what i am gonna play a song for the end approved an approved song so all right I think it's gonna be look into my eyes so thank Ooh. you everybody for listening to the homeboy 88 experience oh shit i almost said the other one <laughs> <laughs> and thank you brandon man thank you thank you for having me it was fun peace out homeboy later man Peace.